Oh no, 100% every person on this planet needs powder. I'm such a huge advocate for powder. Hi Kirby. Hi Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, well, well. This is a listener requested combo, which I'm extremely thrilled about. Not only because one of my nearest and dearest is the expert, but because I felt like this was quite frankly overdue. Yeah. And it was extremely informative. And I walked away a changed person. Yes. Same. Like right after I picked up my powder and I touched myself up. Same. I went and did my whole face beat using these powder tips from Melissa. And I was shook at how good it all looked together. I know. I was like, well, first of all, your makeup looked incredible. But for me, I was like, oh, my makeup stayed in place and I wasn't shiny. Wow. Novel concept. So today we're talking all about powder. We're talking about setting powder, brightening powder, any kind of powder you can think of, powder brushes, how to apply powder. The differences between all of the different powders. Because, I mean, I was just throwing stuff on my face with reckless abandon and hoping for the best. And then when something didn't work out properly, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then I was using the wrong kind of powder, basically, to touch myself up. So we recruited Melissa Herkman, who could be my sister at this point. She is an L.A.-based makeup artist. She grew up in San Diego. And she graduated from the Paul Mitchell School in 2011 with her cosmetology license then she began working in the beauty industry and training with brands like Mac and Sephora. And she moved to LA in 2014 to pursue her career as a makeup artist. And now she works with like all kinds of amazing brands like ColourPop, Way. She used to do KKW Beauty, Torrid. She's really got that like California girl, sun kissed, like effortless beauty look that everyone loves and strives for. Yeah. When I want like a super glam moment, Melissa is the one to pull it all out. She knows what's up. Right. But it doesn't look like overdone. No. And she has like every time I talk to her when I'm in her chair, she teaches me something new with my makeup. So that's specifically why I campaigned for her to come on this podcast. As Sarah, I said, Sarah, please, can we have Melissa on? She said, yes, of course. Yeah, it was so hard. It was so hard. So enjoy this episode with Melissa Herkman. Give her a follow on Instagram. She also has a really hilarious TikTok where she dressed up as Pitbull with a bunch of her friends and went to a Pitbull concert, like bald caps and all. Truly amazing personality, incredible makeup skills. Here's Melissa Herkman. My baby girl, Melissa, my baby girl, 
this woman comes over when I'm like, please, sir, can I have some more? It's like, please, Melissa, can you make me beautiful today? This is like your go-to glam. Go-to glam, just glam it up. I have never received more compliments on my makeup. I don't even know the last time I got a compliment on my makeup when I did it myself, but like the Half Magic event, people were like, yo, we need a tutorial immediately. Oh my gosh. Love you. Also, that event was seriously one of the best events I've ever been to for a makeup brand ever. Oh yeah. They killed it. Yeah. Everybody was so sweet. Just the whole setup was amazing. I loved it. So Melissa is a hustler. This girl is literally always on a plane flying to some tropical location doing makeup for like these models that I'm like, how do you even exist because you look so perfect? (laughs) I'm not kidding. It's really crazy times. It's really crazy times. But I love Melissa for a few reasons. Uh, You guys have heard me talk about her before, but how did we even meet? I can't even remember. Was it through Emma? Yes. So Emma had me booked with Pop Sugar. I was covering for her one day and then we just like hit it off curves, you and I. And then I just started doing your makeup every now here and then at Pop Sugar when you were filming your beauty videos. I'd be kind of like the right hand man in the background, kind of touching up anything or setting up anything for you just to make your life a little bit easier. But it was the most fun thing to just hang out with you all day. And then do you remember the Freeform days when you were with Freeform? I love Freeform. But yes, we would do some crazy shit over at Freeform. It was so fun. So that's how we met. And that's when our love first started. And then here we are, cut to both of you just being the most successful beauty podcast owners. (laughs) Don't you love Melissa? I love Melissa so much. You're like nicer than my mom is. (laughs) So I'm like, tell me more. (laughs) Tell us more. No, Melissa has the best most comforting personality. We went to Bonnaroo together with Nix. We had never really spent, you know, days together by ourselves. We were like getting existential, like talking about like, (laughs) it was like White Claw and talking about life as we know. It was crazy. Aside from the fact that you guys are, you know, just sisters and BFFs, I feel like people don't realize like how important it is to have someone who is like warm and kind as your makeup artist. Like being in the seat is so vulnerable. I mean, I, it's no wonder you're so busy, Melissa, because everyone probably is like, like Kirby, help me, but also like, tell me nice things about me. <laughs> well, my whole role was flipped a couple months ago when one of my best friends got married and I got my makeup done for one of the, like the very first times by a makeup artist. And she was amazing, but... It was kind of weird getting my makeup done and it is so vulnerable the whole time. I'm like, I'm doing all the things that I get annoyed of whenever I'm doing somebody's makeup. Wait, what are those things? Tell us. Well, one, being on your phone the whole time, it really doesn't bother me. But when you're just like constantly looking down and when we're asking you to look up, that's one thing. I was just super, super chatty because I just wanted to know everything and I want to know this girl's journey. But I know that for some artists, it's like super distracting. So I could tell that I was like getting her kind of distracted and kind of annoyed. So I'm like, oh, I have to dial it back. She was probably intimidated 
I didn't tell her until like halfway through the makeup routine. Yeah, that I'm a makeup artist and different aspects of my career and everything. She's like, well, I wish you would have told me this before. I'm like, but would you? Like, I don't know. That's kind of a lot. But she did an amazing job though. And it was really nice. But yeah, it just gave me a different perspective and like how it feels when people are like touching your face and the pressure people use. So I agree with you, Sarah. Like, I think that having people around that are just super calming and nice is super important when you're working with someone so closely, you know? 100%. Especially because, Sarah, I don't know, like, because of my eye shape and like my eye surgery that I had, I was always just terrified to get my makeup done professionally. I never wanted anybody to touch my eyes because I just felt like people didn't understand. And we've all been with people who've done our makeup before and like absolutely hated it. Or made you feel like you were weird. Like we get the luxury of working with so many amazing makeup artists and like getting to get our makeup done by them for our job. But there have been people who shall remain nameless who have made me feel like actual crap. And I'm just like, I, first of all, don't even look like myself. But second of all, they made me feel like I did it just because I don't look like Bella Hadid or whoever that I'm not worthy. I know. And you know, what's funny to me is, you know, I feel like a lot of makeup artists right now are on YouTube or just doing tutorials on all different platforms on social media. And I find that I've seen a lot of makeup artists when I'm watching these tutorials kind of call out different flaws of the person. And it makes me so sad because like me speaking as a woman or just a person in general, I know that everybody has insecurities and, you know, no one wants that to be pointed out. So I've seen people where they're like, oh yeah, and these big blemishes and she has huge pores. And, you know, I just think that there's a nice way to say everything. And even if you are focusing on large pores or acne, like, again, there's nice ways to say things. Not like, oh, her pores are astronomical. They really should teach you in beauty school, like bedside manner. So not at beauty school, but when I worked at Mac, that was one of my first stints of my makeup career. I started at Mac. And when I was there, I was employed by Nordstrom. And they are chef's kiss when it comes to teaching you how to speak to people and like, you know, kind of directing the conversation in a way where it's admirable and you're not bringing somebody down, but you're also addressing the things that they want to fix, you know? Totally, totally. They're like customer service is the best. Next level. It's so good. (laughs) Okay, Melissa, as you probably already know, we start off every episode asking our guest what is on their face. We are dying to know what is on your face because you are a professional and you're glowing. So feel free to like run down like everything you're, you're wearing or just, you know, what you're most excited about right now. Okay. Well, I wrote down the top three things that I feel like are a staple in my makeup routine is the road glazing peptide fluid. Let me tell you a little something about this. All thanks to Los Angeles, aka the most amazing podcast. I have learned so much about road beauty that I feel like I could be a full spokesperson for them. It got me super, super excited about the brand and like the products and everything. But I will say with the 
peptide glazing fluid that is hands down the best product that they have. I like to use this not only for myself. So I have that on today. I have that on as my moisturizer because it's, it's hot outside. It's hot in Los Angeles. I'm a sweaty gal. Like we can't have too much moisture going on. I mean, hence this whole podcast episode is about powder. So nonetheless, so Road peptide glazing fluid. I love to use it in my makeup kit for oily skin as a moisturizer, similar to what I did to myself today. But also because like for me, I like to overdo it with my retinol and I tend to get really bad texture or just issues with bumps and inflammation and everything around my forehead on the sides of my face. And whenever I end up applying this product and I massage it into my skin, it diminishes the redness, it diminishes any texture, but it does the same thing for my clients. So if you have really dry skin, this is a great product to prep with. And I can tell instantly the second that I massage it in, it reduces the like flakiness or any texture on the skin. So 10 out of 10, road peptide glazing fluid. However, I wish that the name fluid wasn't in there because I just don't like that word, but that's a whole nother story. So, well, they were going to call it face glaze before. See, I love that. I kind of like that more too, but it was just confusing. Cause like when Kirby and I got the samples, we were both like, what is the face glaze supposed to be? You know, like we didn't know if it was like a serum or if you were supposed to put it on like as a highlighter. So I think that's why. So because the fluid is supposed to be like a second step, it's supposed to be like a serum going into a moisturizer with the BRC. I think that saying it's a glaze makes it sound like it's like the finishing touch. I mean, name doesn't matter. It's also my favorite product. Exactly. So yeah, that's been an absolute staple in my makeup kit and then also for myself. Then I will have to say for me, what I'm wearing right now for my foundation is the Dior Forever Skin Glow. 10 out of 10. Absolute amazing. It is one of the longest lasting foundations that I've found to wear on myself. And then I like to use it like just a tiny little bit and then buff it out with like, I use a nude sticks brush, kind of like a dense kabuki brush. And that really just blends everything out. So I can still see freckles skin through. So I just feel like a better version of myself. So Dior Forever Skin Glow. And then I'm going to have to say the most used blush that I use is Hourglass Sublime Flush. And that's what I have on my cheeks now, along with a cream blush prior, which is Beach Babe from Nude Sticks. That's like my main combo. But I feel like a lot of people on my Instagram, they know that I love the Sublime Flush. It's like the prettiest airbrush pink blush that you can find on the market, hands down. Are you a big Nude Sticks gal? Yes. I love nude sticks, but I have probably a list of like five must-haves, maybe let's say three must-have products from nude sticks. So one being the brush, I have like multiples of the brush everywhere. So I like to use it for skincare when I'm prepping my clients, if I don't want to use my hands. And then like for myself, I use it for foundation, cream blush and bronzer and everything. Then I would say the Beach Babe Nudies blush and cheek stick. They're bronze. Bronzer sticks are incredible too. The shade, I want to say it's terracotta, is amazing because I have more of a pinker undertone. So anybody who understands, like there's so many products out there that I feel like fit really well for like neutral skin tones where it's like kind of a little bit on the 
I don't know, I guess neutral, right? So terracotta is definitely the actual spitting image of a terracotta brick. So it's has a little bit more of a warmer tone to it. So it's perfect for me. I run pretty red on my chest. So I want to match that a little bit on my bronzer, just so we're all cohesive. Because if I was to use something that was like best suited for olive skin, it would stand out and I would look a little off. So anyways, they also have one for olive skin too, but Tara, terracotta, gotta love her. I'm like analyzing my chest. No, same. I'm like, wait, shit. Do I, am I fucking up my bronzer and blush because I'm not picking the right? I love Melissa that you have named exact shades. You have no idea. So many times we get people and they're like, I think there was this lip gloss from wherever and you don't know the shade and you're like tracking them down. No, like as a makeup artist, you know, you're like, you know. Because people in your chair must always be like, what was that? What is that product that you just used on me? Like, what is that? Yeah. And I definitely love talking about products on my Instagram. Like, I feel like that is predominantly what I do on my stories is just rattle off things that I've been using because I have pretty bad ADD. So when it comes down to having a steady routine and like, I'll love something for so long and I'll have this routine with my clients and everything, but I have to switch it up because I just get so itchy and bored. And so I'm always trying new products, which is great for everybody else because, you know, then I get to tell you what new things I'm loving and everything. So that is how I feel like I know a lot about the names is because I'm constantly talking about products that I love. That was fabulous. I want to get into the powder chat. Okay. This was a Glam Gelino request. We had somebody in the Facebook group talk about how they felt like eyeshadow palettes have gone by the wayside, which they kind of have. But as a makeup artist, I know that you use a lot of eyeshadow palettes and like you went through your kit recently and got it organized. Yes. <laughs> Grishon. I love that it's like this Grishon person is like in charge of like getting everybody's shit together. Okay. So she is the glue holding the entire makeup artist industry together at the moment. <laughs> so she is the most educated woman when it comes to organizing and product knowledge. If you guys don't do a podcast with her, I'm going to be personally offended. She is so, so funny and so spicy. And if you're looking for personality and education, she is like that person for you. So basically, yeah, she is the person that organizes like every makeup artist in Los Angeles, New York, everything. She travels all over now. She organizes our makeup kit and like breaks it all down. And what's so interesting, this is actually some fun facts for you. So I ended up having her actually do three makeup kits for me. So I had her do my main makeup kit. That's my LA makeup kit. And then she also did a micro kit. So she kit split everything in my LA kit and made it into a micro kit for me to travel since I travel so much for work and made everything TSA compliant and everything. So it's so handy and so nice. And then she organized my editorial kit as well. So like my glitters, my rhinestones, my bright colors and everything. So I just looked this woman up and she says that she calls herself the kit whisperer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what an incredible job. Like I didn't even know that that existed, but like you saying that she helps make your like kit more TSA compliant. I'm like, wow. No, Melissa posted on Instagram stories the other day because she literally just flew back from where the hell were you? Somewhere in Mexico. Yeah, I was in Tulum, but then I was just in Orlando yesterday. 
my favorite place. You know, I love Orlando. So she flies back from Orlando and they are like going through her kit and she's like, it brings me so much joy when TSA like takes me aside and opens up my kit because like literally I am so compliant. They like, what did they say to you? So basically they always pull me aside without fail. I always have to go to the airport like crazy early because whenever I go to the airport and I go through security, they without a doubt, almost like nine times out of 10, always pull me aside because my products are so streamlined and so uniform that it like comes up as a huge flag for them. And for the longest time, I thought it was my lighting system. So then I carry my lighting systems in a completely different bag. But no, it's literally just because my brushes are all like, they're like, she's just smuggling drugs. Yeah, fully smuggling drugs. And so, <laughs> so yeah, they always tell me, they're like, well, it just looks off because of your palettes. Like there, and of course they don't call them palettes, but the worst is when you get somebody who doesn't know, like actually on my way to Orlando, this guy went through my makeup kit and he was like, had zero idea about makeup. And I'm like, okay, listen, I always have to preface like, Hey, just so you know, there's very breakable things in there. And then they start freaking out because they're like, Oh my God, is there something that is going to poke us? Is there something sharp in there? I'm like, well, no, but like, it will be sharp if you break anything, like, please don't, you know? And so yeah, that's my TSA story. Basically, I get yelled at because I'm too organized, but I can owe all of that credit to Grishan. <laughs> End of it too, you're just like, I know that it's fine. So just like, let me go. Okay, so shout out Grishan. We're getting her on because I want her to like tell the glams how to organize their own like beauty products at home. You're going to have so much fun with her. She's amazing. Let's talk about powder. First and foremost, powder for dry skin. I have learned... Well, you told me this. You told me this. I have dry skin, which is so rude. I thought I had combo skin forever. And you're like, bitch, you have dry skin. Get used to it. Sarah and I are both having like existential crises because we're like, no, I thought one was supposed to be oily and the other supposed to be dry. And yeah, no, this relationship can no longer work because we can't be the same. Yeah. Yeah. So this is crazy. So what is the best powder for dry skin? Or is there a trick to using powder for dry skin? Like, do you think dry skin ever needs powder? Or is it like, no, you can be, you're fine without powder? Oh, no, 100%. Every person on this planet needs powder. I'm such a huge advocate for powder. Convince me, Melissa, convince me. Sarah, are you one of those people that doesn't like powder? Yes. And then I told Kirby recently, I did that press junket and I looked at my video and I was like, oh my God, I'm so oily. Honey, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not blown away by how beautiful you are. So again, nicer than my mother. <laughs> People that do not like to wear powder, it honestly like hurts me a little bit, okay? Because you can 100% wear powder and still be like, I'm talking Sahara Desert, super duper duper flaky dry, okay? You just have to have the right products in order to do so. So for you, Sarah, I would like to encourage you to try the La Mer Sheer Press Powder. Kirby, Kirby, you already know. <laughs> Kirby's looking at me like, yes, I have that. Yes, it is so good. And what it does is it's a super densely packed 
powder. And to be honest, they like to use it as a setting powder, which you totally can use it for that. But for you, Sarah, since you say that like, you know, when you went to the press junket and you were a little bit shiny, that would have been the perfect opportunity for you to just take a little sponge or a little tiny powder brush, like even an eyeshadow brush and just lightly dust over your shiny bits. And it will change your life. It diminishes your pores. It diminishes your texture and it doesn't grab on to dry patches either. So it's like a miracle powder in my opinion. It is a heavy penny because it is La Mer, but you know what? We're an investment as human beings. So invest in yourself. But I will say with dry skin, there's ways to apply powder because I feel like a lot of people that don't use powder their biggest concern is that they look like they're wearing powder or that it's too dry. So if it's the fact that it's too dry, it's because you're using the wrong powder. So like I said, the La Mer powder, the sheer press powder would be perfect for that person. Also the hyaluronic hydra powder from by Terry is a wonderful powder for dry skin because it does have hyaluronic acid in it. And when it applies, it just feels really nice. And that is a setting powder though. So you don't want to touch up with that. That's not something you would take to an event and like touch up in the bathroom with. You would want to use the La Mer for that. But how do you know what's a, like, because sometimes it will say setting powder, but a lot of times it's like blah, 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 powder. So so how do you know what you're going to set with versus what you're going to touch up with? Because like when you told me about the La Mer powder and you were like, don't use this for this, use this for touch ups. I was like, you are blowing my mind. I did not realize there was even a remote difference. Yeah. So with La Mer, I actually like to use it sometimes to set. So as a setting powder. So that one's like kind of complicated. You can use it to set, but I personally just absolutely adore it as a touch-up powder. So we'll just keep her in that kind of realm. But as far as setting powders go, those are powders that you don't want to continuously touch up with because it'll tend to look really thick or like a dry skin person's worst nightmare, like you have powder on, you know, or cakey. So with the by Terry Hyaluronic Hydra Powder, mouthful. I really like to use that only when I'm trying to set the creams and liquids. So a setting powder, their job is only to remove the tackiness on your skin. So that way, you know, you're not sticky, you're not greasy, and you can glide other powders on over top or you can go throughout your day. But that's not something that you want to touch up with because again, you'll get too dry, you'll get texture that you don't want, and just build up of powder. So Bioterry Hyaluronic Hydro Powder is one of those. I'm now understanding that, that there's like... Differences. Yeah, and that one is strictly for tackiness and the other is for touching up shine. But as an expert, how do you decipher which one is which? Like, is there a specific ingredient in one or the other? Or you're like, okay, La Mer is a pressed powder, so that's the touch-up powder. The loose powder is for setting. I guess like probably the audience is wanting to know, how do I know what's setting and what's touching up? Got it. A good touch-up powder is typically pressed and a setting powder is usually loose. So a lot of people's favorite is the Laura Mercier translucent powder. So I really love the Hourglass, the Veil setting powder. So something that's like a little bit more loose something that can kind of grip onto the skin, but also really just blur and diminish any pores. 
And also keeping a loose powder in your bag is not ideal because it's just going to get everywhere. So that's why I tend to decipher between setting powders and touch-up powders. One is pressed, one is loose, but this is the best way to tell. Translucent powders are usually setting powders. Okay. Translucent setting. And then when you're applying, not setting, when you're touching up, I should say, you're just applying it to, you said, your shiny bits. Like you're not doing it like all over, just like maybe T-zone, like don't go overboard. Exactly. Yeah. So for dry skin, only focus on the areas that you tend to get the most shiny. So usually it's someone's T-zone. And what you can do is just take a eyeshadow brush and application is huge. So the two biggest factors in picking the right powders and the things for you is the actual product. So we already kind of covered that, but then you want to make sure that your application is top-notch as well. So using a small powder brush is key. A lot of people like to grab like this big bulky powder brush and then just kind of dip into a powder and just go at it. And that's not the way to go about it. For dry skin, I highly recommend, and honestly for any skin, I like to use a almost like an eyeshadow brush. So let me show you a couple that I really like. I really love these Tenille brushes. They're, this one's the number 12. This is by a makeup artist that I love and adore. She is from Australia and she created her own makeup brushes and they're just phenomenal. So this is like such a unique, really lightweight brush. So you're not going to really over apply. If I was to use a really bulky brush, you're just going to slap powder on and all which way and direction. So you want to be really precise. I like to call it strategic powdering. So you want to powder in just the areas that you need and then allow your glowy sides of your face to glow. So the La Mer powder looks like this. I depotted mine. When I just glide this over my skin and you can like press it in if you want to remove any texture, it really just diminishes any pores and sets your makeup a little bit better. It looks very like airbrushed and removes any of your excess oils because even dry skin gets oily. I mean, it depends on, you know, the climate that you're in. So that particular brush, y'all, those of you that are listening and not watching, it looks like a bunny tail. It's flat, but it has a bunny tail shape. Yeah, it's like fanned out a little bit. Yeah, it's not a total fan brush, but it's like a circular fan flat brush. Yeah. So if, if you were to cut a fan brush like in an oval, that would be this brush, right? That I'm talking about. I want that brush. I'm going to order this. Honey, it is so good. I have like four in my kit and it's just a game changer. It's also great for applying blush as well. So any like powder blush, it just like gives you such an airbrush, beautiful application. It doesn't seem like it's picking up too much product either. So like you can add as much as you need. Like I feel like that'd be perfect for like a highlighter blush scenario. Exactly. Yeah. Something where you want like a lighter hand application, but that's too with your application. You want to always be really mindful of how much pressure you're using. And that also goes into play with like the brushes that you're using. So you want something that is slightly flexible, but small. So that way you're not applying powder all over and you can like really press that powder in. Because if you're going to swipe, you can always run the risk of moving the products underneath. But if you're going to 
press that product in with the brush, that is just going to kind of push that into your pores. So then it smooths everybody out. God, I freaking love you. I love you so much. I'm just like, this is why like all of these different types of products and brushes exist is because they have a purpose. We're like, why doesn't this blush work properly? And like watching you use that brush to touch up was like truly satisfying to watch. That's going to be the clip out. It's so, (laughs) it was like sexy. I was like, ooh. And also I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, that's what I've been doing wrong this entire 36 years of my life. You know what I mean? Sarah, you wouldn't even have to, like for the the La Mer Compact, like literally you just take one of those brushes and you just put it on your forehead or wherever you need it. You don't need to put it all over your face. Yeah. Which is, it's like such a simple trick and yet like, wow. Yeah, strategic powdering is one hell of a thing, sister. I love also using a powder puff, but I will say that's for like the more advanced person when it comes to doing makeup. So yeah, with a powder puff, I'll show you a little bit as well with a powder puff. So you can take a little bit with a puff or a sponge, but I like a puff and then rub it into the puff. So that way you don't get too much product all at once. And then let me get the shiniest bit. So right there. And you just press it in. We're just pressing her in. She took a larger puff. She kind of wrapped it around her finger, dipped it into the powder, then turned it over, rubbed it together so that the powder wasn't condensed. Make it a taco. Yep. Taco, the taco. And then she powdered it. And I mean, chef's kiss looks so good. Looks so good. I've gotten really into powder puffs um, because of you. And have you ever tried this? No, but you actually told me about that. And I love so many things, Rare Beauty. And you're like, yeah, I've been wanting to try that. So that's what you actually carry around for your touch-ups, don't you? I love this. It's the Rare Beauty Blot and Glow. There's a hundred blotting sheets and then a powder puff. There's no powder in here, okay? The puff has the powder in it already. That's mind-blowing. And it works so well. I'm obsessed with it. And it's so convenient. I wish it was a tiny bit smaller because it fits in the purse that I currently carry. But I wish that like for clutches and stuff, there was like a, it was like half. It was like just the puff or something. Oh, just the puff. Yes. And I love that there's a mirror. So we obviously are going to link literally every single product that Melissa talks about on our shop, our shelf. And we'll make sure to include that one too. You talked about loose powder. You talked about pressed powder. Can we talk about brightening powders? Yes. I love brightening powders, but I feel like there are so many different versions of brightening powders. So I like to think of a brightening powder as like the center of your face or more so your under eye. Just for dry skin, if you want to try a loose powder, but you still want to be glowy throughout the day. So the hyaluronic the Biotary powder is going to set your makeup so it's not sticky or anything. Same with the powder I'm just, I'm going to tell you right now about. But if you're wanting that extra glow throughout the day, more so than what the Biotary will give you, then you need to try the Loose La Mer powder. It is so good. It has these like pearlescent little bits in it. And when you apply it, it smooths out your skin. It does exactly what a setting powder needs to do. But throughout the day, you'll notice that you just have this really beautiful glow. Anyone who is oily though, 
steer clear sister is not for you, but for dry skin, that is 100% your thing. I love it. Okay. So it adds like a luminescence to it. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. Without being shimmery, but for some reason, just throughout the day, it just looks so pretty. I love to use that on brides, especially on like the forehead. I love a good shiny forehead moment. It kind of makes everybody look like they got Botox and it's so cute. (laughs) I really love using that as a powder to set like very strategic areas that I want more glow. Okay. So then for brightening, you said it's like mostly for like T-zone or under eye. What I like to use brightening powders for is to add dimension to the face. With brightening powders, I love to use a lighter shade of a foundation powder to set or more so just brighten up the center of the face. So I like to use the Charlotte Tilbury airbrush finish powder. My go-tos are number one and number two. And honestly, number two can fit for a really deep skin tone as well. If you want like a good bright under eyes. Anyways, I like to use those powders for the center of the face, especially underneath the eyes, because it doesn't get too dry. Those powders are so unique in the fact that you can reapply that powder over and over and over again throughout the day. And you're not going to get cakey, just something about the ingredients in that powder just keeps everything really smooth without looking chunky and thick like most other foundation powders would look like. That's one of the brightening powders I love to use. I also love to use the Givenchy number three Prism Libre powder. The one that everyone's going psycho about on TikTok. I'm sure. I'm sure. So it's this one right here. Yes, that that thing. Okay. (laughs) There was a moment in time, because I've been using this since I worked at Sephora many moons ago. Let's pretend it was back in like 2015, okay, 14. And I thought for a hot moment that this was going to be discontinued. And my assistant can uh, attest to me with that. And she can tell you that I was freaked out. I was buying every single one on the shelves like a crazy person. Why is it so great? Because it's so blurring. So it is a mattifying powder. So even if you are dry, though, don't be nervous about it. It, again, is all how you apply it. So this powder is so good because it really smooths out your under eyes. I personally only like this underneath the eyes. So I like to use this and it has a little bit of a shimmer to it, just slightly. And it helps not only blur your under eyes, but this specific shade has a pink undertone to it. So pink helps color correct any blues and darkness underneath the eye. But on top of that, I just love the way that it marries into your blush really well. So it kind of gives you this really lifted under eye and cheek moment. So that's why I really like to use that Givenchy number three. Prism Libre Powder. I also have videos on my Instagram talking about pretty much every single one of these powders. If anybody needs a like refresher and a live demo on any of these products, I've been using these for years and can say for certain that they work for everybody. Okay, wait. So then that leads me to a question that we actually don't have written down, Sarah. So I'm surprised attacking you with this, Melissa. And I know you know the answer because you did this to me. How do you apply powder to the under eye without it accentuating every line or crease under the eye? I was, and I know somebody wrote in and said they hate it when I say sugar to my core. Sorry, 
I was shooketh to my core when I looked at myself after you did my makeup for Half Magic because I was like, where are my under eye wrinkles? They are not there. You figured it out. Like, what's your process for doing it? For the under eyes specifically, I used the Charlotte Tilbury number one powder to really like set underneath the eyes. But the way that I did it is with a brush similar to this. So it's like very small, kind of basically like a eyeshadow brush. Okay. But it's flat and you want to make sure that it's pretty flexible. It's not too dense because then you're just going to apply way too much product. And the pressure you want to use is very light-handed. So when you pick up the product with your brush, you can always tap a tiny bit on like the palm of your hand and then go in underneath your eyes. But what I do with the Charlotte Tilbury is just like press really lightly underneath the eyes. Prior to this step though, I should say that I do remove any creases with like my fingers or a beauty blender or a brush, just like remove any excess product. Then I apply the Charlotte Tilbury, you know, pat, pat, pat all around the eyes till I know that it's set, but it's not caked in powder. Then I'll go in with, you know, all the rest of the powders for the face. That's typically the first place that I powder is underneath the eyes. Then I'll go in with all the rest of the powders. And then I like to use like the Givenchy, for example. I've kind of steered away from using a sponge, like dipping my beauty blender in loose powder and then applying to bake. I've actually started to do using a brush. I pick up excess product on my brush with the loose powder and then I lightly dust that underneath the eye. So the loose powder is just more so sitting on top in excess underneath the eye. So I'm not pressing that in at all. But what that does is kind of allow certain aspects of your under eyes that, you know, could use a little bit more powder. It grabs it a little bit and then also gives you like a very faint layer and veil of that powder when you end up and most people knock it off. But what I think is a game changer is instead of dusting off, like flicking off the powder, I press that excess powder into the under eyes. So I like to do that when I've allowed that to sit for a while, because more so than not, the product will, you know, kind of adhere to your skin a little bit more. So you're going to get a lot less of that dry excess powder underneath your eyes. And then, so yeah, you can just press that in to your under eyes and it is so airbrushing and perfect. It's insane though, but like you're using two powders on my under eye and I would never think to use even one powder on my under eye because I felt like it would accentuate every line that I have. I also love the Pat McGrath, the Pat McGrath under eye brightening powder. So those are also brightening powders. I do like to use those sometimes in the center of the face as well, similar to the Charlotte Tilbury. But I do find that you only want to use a small amount because this is one of those powders similar to a setting powder that if you keep reapplying this, it's just going to build up too much. But if you just apply a very thin layer of this product, you will be amazed by how smooth your under eyes are. And it's just so nice. So that's another product that I like on you too, Kirby. I've used that on you in the past as well. The way that you could use that is swap out the Charlotte Tilbury first. You set the under eyes with the Pat McGrath powder. And then you go over with the Givenchy. And then you can always add a little bit more brightness since the Charlotte Tilbury is a foundation powder, has a tiny bit of coverage. I would say it's like more medium to light coverage. 
you can use like that shade number one is perfect for you, Kirby. And then you just like add a tiny bit of that number one just in the center, closest to your nose to add more brightness to push your under eyes forward. And just that trifecta of powders is amazing. All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson, and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.